Welcome back to I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock, with my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. How are you doing this lovely Friday afternoon? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. For sure. Have you seen the documentary, Seaspiracy? I have not. Okay, perfect. You're the perfect audience for this. So, with the, all these paper straws that are going around, mm-hmm. right? And people are going, oh, did you see the plastic straws? on that YouTube thing of killing the turtle or whatever. And now I can't get plastic straws anywhere I go and paper straws make me drink my coffee in three seconds. They're, ter- they're terrible, or the paper straws. Or I'm screwed, right, yeah. terrible. And keep in mind, I'm drinking my coffee out of a plastic cup in right. most of these circumstances. Right. right, right. They didn't take the plastic cup away, just the straw. Just the straw. Right. So out of my frustration with this whole plastic straw, the plastic straw dilemma that you know we're living in in Southern California here, I did my research, and plastic straws kill point zero. No, I'm sorry, not even kill. They're 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 the cause of point zero three percent of the pollution in the sea. This, ladies and gentlemen, is actually a fact. Forty five percent, which is the largest majority, is fishing nets. So at the same place that is giving me paper straws, or the same place that is also selling me fish. Right. So I've been I've been losing my mind for the past year and a half. Because you this. see it as hypocritical. It's extremely hypocritical. And that makes you angry. It, unbelievably frustrated. Unbelievably. So I'm getting in arguments with people. Do you even do the research, lady? Do you even do the research, right? I'm sorry, sir. It's uh, not my choice. I don't care whose choice it is. Did you do the research? Nobody no. does the research. <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm watching Seaspiracy over here. And halfway through, the documentarist... Is that a word? I don't know. Documentarian? Documentarian uh, is is going, and turns out, it's not even the straws, it's the fishing nets. All right, so you're not recommending this. You haven't finished it. I, I but, can't I can't recommend but, it. I haven't finished it. But they, they, they brought up that straws are a very small part of pollution that angered you to no end, and so you stopped watching. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Because nobody's listening. Right. Nobody's listening to me. Right. But now they'll listen because of a Netflix documentary that's ranked 10 in the U.S. today. All right. Seaspiracy. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Okay. All right. You ready to chop it up? Ready to chop it up. Fire away. First topic. Evan, Ryan, Lewis, what do we have for you today? Okay. My first topic. Let's say you're FaceTiming with someone. Oh, God. I know where this is going. And they get a FaceTime call. And then... Now it's the three of you chatting. You can join them in, you know. So let's say it's now three people on Facetime. So you merge the third person right, in. Exactly. Did I Facetime you? Yes. So is it easier to explain it like this? Yeah. You Facetime me. Right. That's right. We're uh, chopping it up, as you like to say. Right. You get a Facetime call from a mutual friend of ours. Right. I, saw, I said, okay, mutual friends, 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 friends. Sure. Yeah. Merge in. Right. Not long after, you bail from the Facetime. And I'm left FaceTime with someone I didn't intend to FaceTime with. Not that I'm upset to be FaceTime with him. Great guy. But I didn't call him on FaceTime. He didn't call me. <laughs> so the topic is, do you have to keep talking to this person if the person who connected it all is not there? All right. Let me give you a little background, okay, of what I can share. I was FaceTiming you. I got a face 
face call, FaceTime from my friend, merged him in, figured you guys are friends. But I needed to talk to you on one topic and I needed to talk to him on another topic and they both needed to be solved in the next five minutes because frankly, I didn't care to talk to either of you any longer than that. I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> so while that was happening, I merged you guys in. I got what I needed out of the conversation. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is I got another FaceTime <laughs> of somebody that I also would like to talk to. So I just I'm I'm surprised you didn't merge us all together at that point. Anyone you get a call from, it's just everyone goes <laughs> it's into just the a same party, pot. Yeah. Facebook party. Yeah, Facebook FaceTime party. So as far as like the, your actual question, I mm -hmm. think there's a grace period, right? You got to do the service, especially because it's a mutual friend, obviously, to the point of FaceTime. Right, but he's much closer to you than me. I know him through you. Right, but I, I'm saying like, it would be disrespectful if to me. Even though I disrespected both of you, it would be disrespectful to me if you just were like, all right, we're done here. So you think that if you should have to keep talking to someone is based on your respect for the person who put you into the mess in the first place? Yes, regardless that's of the I fact. That's thinking about? Regardless what's, of the fact that they put you in Adam? the mess. Reg exactly. <laughs> even if that person put you in the mess to begin with. Because you know that like that pain that you're feeling, that burn, that uh, insensitivity, as you may call it, is only gonna be there for 24 to 48 days. You're gonna hate that person. <laughs> I mean, if you did that to me, who knows? Right, now let's think about it from the other perspective. Right, well let's, uh, g g give me a name of somebody you merged me in with. That you know through me? Yeah, like if you threw Joe in the mix? Yeah, Joe DeMola. You're going full name here. Mm-hmm. I, he I, I would say, I would say, Joe, we're done here. You and just, I that's it. And I no respect for you. <laughs> I actually, now that I come to think of it, it limits the respect. It depends on how much respect you have for the other person as well. And how well you know them, I think. Yeah, but if you knew them really well, then you would just hang up, right? No, Maybe. I think if you knew them really well, you would chat. I think if I met him once or twice, and then it's like, oh, all right, well, it was nice talking to you. I think you, you go, you know what? I'll let you go. <laughs> so I, I think it... Uh, I think grace period. I think you got two minutes. Start the clock. Right. 120 seconds, and you, can, and you can go. That's one where you can be the judge of that. What do you think? You can be the judge of that. Very no, much you can't. I'll very be the much judge of that and then judge that. Very much depending on how close you are. What are you, Brent? It's not both. It's both, yeah. No, answer <laughs> the question here. You have to keep talking to them. For how long? I don't know. A little bit. 30 seconds. You get, you give, I gave 120. You're giving 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. There you have it, folks. 30 seconds for Evan, two minutes for Adam. All right. This one comes from our good old friend Kyle. Topic number one. If a buddy cooks you dinner and it is terrible, do you need to stomach most of the meal to not make them feel bad? Uh, I just made Kyle dinner like last week. Conveniently, he sent this right after he left your place. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. Yes, you do. You have to stomach it. Mm -hmm. It is no matter how close you are, if the other person is putting in the effort to cook you dinner. Yes. Takeout, different. What about oh, takeout? Yeah, take it for sure. Mm, wow. If someone cooked, I think you have to try. You have to, you have to eat the whole thing? Can you just like lie and be like, you know what? Like, I'm having my stomach kind of hurts. I'm not that hungry. You could say you're allergic to something. 
like what you what am I cooking cats? Like yeah. no. <laughs> you can't just come up with allergies that I've never heard before. Is there peanut oil in this? Right. Uh, nah. Olive oil? <laughs> Avocado oil? Is there salt in yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um I would I would kind of respect the move <laughs> if somebody said like, yo, this isn't that good. I would kind of respect that. But no, no. You got you to gotta eat it. You got to eat the, the whole thing. No, no. You kind of like pick at it. I, I've cooked, I would say, close to 100 meals for Kyle. For one person? Yeah. That you're not dating? Yeah, because we, we did the quarantine together, just right. the two of us. And I was just cooking us up a storm. And so he was eating all of it. Oh, man, I think it... Wouldn't it be funny if Kyle had, like, really bad stomach pains, but just, like, because of my cooking and just was too nice. <laughs> That's why he was eating all these... <laughs> what about, like, what if, if they made you dinner and dessert, and the dinner sucked, and you're like, you know what, like, my stomach kind of hurts. Yeah, me. then you can Is can't. that brownies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so you think you stomach it? Yeah, I do. And you never tell him. Uh, and then the next time he texts you, he's like, hey, man, I'm cooking up the, your favorite dish. And you go, oh, man, I'm, I'm actually busy. I, when you started reading the topic, I thought the topic was going to be if you go to someone's house for dinner and you don't like the food, should you tell them? That you don't like the food? Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about like a buddy, like you invite me over. Right. If you're like, I don't like that. Yeah. I like knowing people's preferences. I like to cook a lot. So I've cooked a lot of people dinner. And... <coughs> You eventually find out, like, oh, this person doesn't like mushrooms. Like, I cooked pasta with mushrooms. I wasn't, I don't know. But the next time that person came over, no mushrooms. So, like, mm. everyone has such a different taste and, like, what they'll eat and what they won't eat. That's why you like feeding me. I'll eat anything. <laughs> Literally anything. But I, so I dated this girl, right? And I would make dinner a lot for her and cook dinner. And I said over and over and over again, you need to tell me, you need to be critiquing about each meal. Because, like, frankly, like, especially in a relationship, and I, th- I kind of think it should go with, with friendship. Like, hey, like, the chicken's a little overdone. Right. It should be like, like there's I, something in your teeth. What? Like there's something in your teeth. Right. Right, for sure. Like, and then if something's good, like, you let them know it's really good. Because, like, the last thing I would want is, like, me cooking Evan something, and you tell me, mmm, this chicken's delicious. And then, really, you're like, dude, that was the driest chicken Right, because then I time. come over next time, I have to eat the same chicken. Not just that. I'm now serving dry chicken everywhere. Right, exactly. Right? Thinking that I'm like Chef Boyard right. Adam. Man, I want to know whose house Kyle was at that he did like the <laughs> that food. He, that's, that he that's, did that? that's preoccupying me right now, yeah. Oh, could I be, feel like he's mine. only going to your house to cook. You're like one of the few people that cooks dinner for people. Like you, yeah. I cook dinner for some people. My brother cooks dinner for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I don't really, really know that many other people. I really enjoy cooking, so. Well, that's funny because I'm really hungry. <laughs> Do you, as a guest, not related to how actual quality of the food was, do you help them clean up? And as a host, do you tell them no, no, no? Yeah, I don't usually help them clean up. And as a host, I host way more than I go eat at someone's house. I mm-hmm. prefer them not to do the dishes. Oh, the host not to do the dishes? No, for the guests to do the dishes. I don't like that. You don't like that? No. Yeah, neither do I. I, Although I, I walked into your house for dinner the other night and you threw marinated chicken <laughs> thighs at me. You said, fire it up on the grill. I had you do the barbecuing. Yeah, without, uh, you didn't ask me. All right, well, here's a topic from that dinner. You brought your brother and didn't tell me. Is that allowed? So if, if you invite someone over for dinner, can you bring someone else? <laughs> Which you did. So I know the answer to your <laughs> I don't, but my, my gut is, wants to say without, you mean without asking. 
Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right, right. And I was happy that uh, Bobby came. No, we had you, can't, you can't do it. You can't do that. No, no. So no. you had a barbecue. That that was my punishment. You yeah. were mad about it. I wasn't mad about it, but I was like, you know what? He can barbecue. It'll make it easier. for I me. like barbecue. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it worked out. But Bobby, do you hear this? Evan didn't want you over his house today. <laughs> if you texted me before and said, "Can Bobby come?" I'd be like, Fuck, so you yeah. were at, at, straight up. You were actually like put off by it. No, not really, because it's you. But that's like a topic. The answer is no. You can't do that. What about family? You can't bring family. <laughs> you know. Um. No. No? You, have to, you have to ask before. So you just can't show up at my house with your father? And not if... I, you know how stoked I'd be? I can, but not if you invite me over for dinner or for a meal. Yeah, if I invited you over for dinner and Jay showed up with you, you know how stoked I would be? But you prepared a meal enough for two people. That'd be another dinner topic. Do you prepare more food when you have a guest coming over? Like, How do you know how much they're wanting to eat? Yeah, a lot of hosting dinner topics. Hmm, topic. All right, so what do you say about, the, about Kyle's original topic? Do you eat the food? I think it depends what type of food it is, though. Like, if I go to your house and you're like, I'm cooking what up. What are you, Brent? Pick a side. <laughs> no, but if I, th- I really do think, like, if I go over to your house and you're like, I'm cooking up Indian curry tonight and I happen to not be too fond of uh, curry, I'm not going to along King Polly it, and, and, <laughs> you know, and flush a ferret down the toilet. <laughs> so you wouldn't eat it? I eat everything. Like, you could be cooking, like, squid eyeballs or, like, uh-huh. I don't know. Curry I don't squid. Know. Curry squid, I'll still eat it. All right. Well, if you're hungry, you can come over to my house for some curry squid. You ever have shark fin soup? That I won't cook. Okay, good. Hope because... that comes up in Sea Spiracy. Oh, my God. It's the whole bit. Oh, is that, that, they cover that? The first the first 30 minutes. Terrible. Terrible. Okay. But I would kind of want to try it. My second topic. If you're on the phone with someone and your battery is at 1%, mm. do you give the preemptive goodbye? Hey, by the way, I'm at 1%. I, I let it fly, baby. You don't let them know? No. I let it... First off, I haven't been on 1% on my phone ever. <laughs> so you ever. think it's a bad look that you have bad battery management. You have terrible ba- terrible battery management. Who are these people that, dude, especially like you're in your house when you're talking to somebody. Well, you don't know. Plug your you, phone in. You don't know where they are. This, no, yes, I do. They're probably at their house. What are you, been on a two-day excursion? <laughs> Like, and haven't been, and didn't bring a phone charger? Uh-huh. Like, dude, look at this. Look at this. This is external battery. Yeah, you carry a battery around with you. You, 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 if you, if your <laughs> phone hits 0% while you're on the phone, you, we gotta, we gotta talk about battery management. But that happens. The battery management dilemma. It happens. Poor battery? The 1% dying on the, and then you, like, because then you go to call him back always, like, oh, we must have just gotten disconnected. It's like they fell off the face of the earth. Like, like yeah. <laughs> you call back minutes, and yeah. no, there's no answer. voicemail, five minutes, ten minutes. Mm. That is why I think you should give the preemptive goodbye because when someone uh, loses their battery and that's why you lose the call, repercussions. Do you, ever, do you ever just hang up on someone and immediately hit do not disturb? No. And just, you don't need to talk to them anymore? No. And then you call them back like three days later. Sorry. I ran out of battery. I ran out of battery. No, you don't do that? No. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> but seriously, you, you actually run out of battery? Has this happened to, to you? or I have you... run out of battery so few times in my life. My point exactly. But I know people who run out of battery often, and I have this conversation. They have zero, as you say, battery management. Mm-hmm. I think that you, know, you think that reflects poorly on a person. I, I, I think it, it's a reflection. They, they're probably the same people that don't make their bed in the morning. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I don't make my bed in the morning. 
because you're probably so focused on charging your battery all the time <laughs> that you don't have any time to make your bed. My grandpa has a joke that his wife is so efficient that he gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. He comes back and the bed's made. <laughs> that is my people. I like that lady. So do you give the preemptive goodbye? Yeah, I do. So I do give the preemptive goodbye. I only give preemptive to goodbye to up. people that are like my boss. I, I've never been on the 1%. I don't even know what to say. Wow. Maybe my family. All right. This one's from Colby. Can you save gum on the rim of your cup? Hmm. You know what? You I know, know exactly, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly, yeah. Great topic. For how long and for what purpose, I think, mm. are the two questions. It's not a lot of time. For the, for the purpose of putting the gum back in their mouth. What do you mean? No, like to take a shot. Like just, oh. just for no reason. Like I'm going to get to that later. No. I think it has to be like <laughs> here or something or like... Here, Try this some? chicken, yeah. Ah. And then there's a period of time, not long, under under 30 seconds. So you, you think you could gum out of your mouth with your hand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Stick it right on the, glue it on the top, rim, rim mm-hmm. job. Cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, shot, eat a piece of chicken, grab it. Throw it back in. Yeah, That's acceptable. I think so, but it's not so, It's not a good move. It's not a good move, no, right? No, but it, it is acceptable, yes. Okay, I'm a hard no. There Once is, it's out, it's out. There is no circumstance where gum should ever leave your mouth unless it's going into the trash. Period. How about to take like an Advil? You, you keep the gum in your mouth. If you can't figure out how to drink liquids with gum, you shouldn't. You don't deserve to be chewing gum. Just say. <laughs> yeah, how do you take drink? You drink water when you chewing gum. Well, I, I, I personally find these people that are doing other activities while chewing gum weird. I've never, like, I, I, I knew this person who, was, who would eat, who would drink coffee while chewing gum. Yeah, it ruins the taste of the gum and the coffee, honestly. The whole process yeah. is like, wait, what? If you're chewing gum, you're a gum chewer. You're done with the gum, you're no longer a gum chewer. Feel free to fill your mouth up with any shots, any chicken, or any other thing. Uh-huh. No, you, you, it's over. It's over. And, the, and then to, to publicize it, to publicize it for other people. Hey, this is my gum right, right on the corner. That's, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. Now I'm staring at the gum while I'm trying to wonder if you like the dry chicken I just gave you. Uh-huh. And you're probably going to stomach that, telling me that it's not that good, and then go grab your gum after. Maybe that's why you didn't like the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're chewing gum. I think you can take it out, put it on in your cup, take a shot, and put the gum back in. Is it, what, what are we eating, sushi with ginger? You're not palating your mouth before every bite that you have. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to take a shot chewing gum. I wouldn't want to take a shot with, with anything mint around my mouth prior to the shot. Like tequila and mint? Are you kidding me? What are you doing with this gum? All right, so I say we're on different sides of this one. I think you could take it out for a small period of time to consume something. I say, don't ever show me your gum. All right, my final topic. This is the one. This one was crowdsourced from Paul in Montana. Paul wants to know what's the relationship of the order of ingredients on a menu to the overall dish. Should the first ingredients listed be the most important, the most substantive, like, or should it be the ones with the most flavor? Like he says, if there's blue cheese in it, like I need to know that up front. Like, don't <laughs> put like 15 ingredients in blue cheese. Phenomenal. Like, this, is, in there. this is phenomenal. What? What's the hierarchy? 
How should this be done? I'm going with... Hmm. Wow, this is a great question, Paul. Great question. See the avid listener? Yes. Long-time listener, zero-time caller? Yes. We have a lot of those. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with this. My first thought was meat, right? So, and and why the meat? It's like the the part that, like, I I feel like when you order something, I'm ordering the, the protein. And it should go protein first. The last things should be the blue cheese, frankly. I know you want to know that up front, but I think that those are the add-ons. Mm-hmm. Those are the withouts. Mm-hmm. You can't order a steak plate without the steak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just getting broccolini at that point. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like the. How about if it's a salad though? There might be 15 things listed there, or an omelet, or. Well, the lettuce, as we talked about on episode two, comes first in a salad, but not all salads. Um, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Um. Oh, wow, this is good. But they, they need to be grouped together, right? You can't just go croutons, ranch dressing, and then like Brussels sprouts and chicken. You can't throw like – they got to be grouped together. You got to be like – There has to be some kind of order. Okay, Right. There, there's an order, and I think the on end – On food packaging, they're in order of what there's the most of. So that that was going to be my first thought. Mm-hmm. It was like what – but then, how how do you decide what's the most? Well, yeah, you know? and what is, is it the caloric intake or is it like the, let's the say density? you're getting a pasta dish with chicken and like four or five vegetables in there? Is the first ingredient the kind of pasta or the chicken? Oh man! <laughs> and well, then there's like red chili flakes in there. You want that to be like apparent. well, usually, usually like with with stuff like that, like if you're ordering pasta with chicken and vegetables, right? At that restaurant, it would be under the pollo section. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst Spanish accent I've heard. Right? Yeah. Spanish. What's chicken? In Italian. Italian? That was Italian? <laughs> What's chicken in Italian? I would assume something sounding like pollo. I think it's pollo. Probably. <laughs> okay, it's under the chicken section, all right? <laughs> they have the the pesce. Fish, I get that Fish, one. right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the pollo. <laughs> Then you have the okay, and then under each of those sections. So I would. Oh man, does it go by caloric intake? I think I no, think, it can't because dr- dressing's less. So caloric intake, we're out. You're out. I think that the first couple ingredients are whatever is the most important as far as calorie like substance. The last couple ingredients are the most important regarding flavor. That's where you put the sauces. The blue cheeses. The no, but the sauces and the blue cheeses, those that are... last. Yeah, but those are heavy caloric intakes. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't think it's just on calories. Well, now <sighs> you're altering your rules here. Well, because there's, there's more calorie in like ranch dressing than... Than there is in like... Yeah, carrots or something. Right. Even though there's a ton of carrots. I think it should go by, it should go by what could be without. And then now we're talking about... Just the like, essentials. What's the most essential? Right. Now we're talking about like mm. what, is, what is the dish. So if right. you're in the back and I'm the chef and right. I go, okay... They want it without blue cheese, no problem. But they can't have, you know, pasta bolognese without pasta, right? <laughs> right. So that's going first, right? But the bolognese is part of the pasta bolognese. I don't know what you say. You, is it bolognese pasta? No. It's pasta bolognese, pasta goes first. It depends on the name of the dish. <laughs> oh, actually, it doesn't depend on the name of the dish. Because if it's a cheeseburger, the cheese goes last. You don't start with cheese, by the way. We also have meat on this thing. Well, that would be a grilled cheese. 
<laughs> so what do you think? I don't know, man. Paul, you, you almost pulled a Brent and stumped me. <laughs> You've been getting stumped a lot recently. I, what, I'm going with this. All right, I'm sweating. I'm going with this. I'm going. Meat goes first. Carb goes second. Vegetables go third. Sauce goes last. And there it is. Definitive. What do you think? From Adam Eagle Rock. I'll stand by that. So you're going, if you get pasta bolognese, it's going bolognese. And we also have pasta in this. And we also have, yeah, tomatoes. Interesting. You know that, you know that place, um, Flower Child, on like Ocean over there? So I know the place that has extracted plethora amounts of money for little amounts of food. Yes. Yeah, I, I just, they have like adjectives on their menu for everything ingredient i know you're you hate the I adjective hate that. ripe avocado fresh corn it's like i'll be the one to decide if that corn's fresh right right so you think that they're not allowed to do that no tell me what's the ingredient not your take on it, <laughs> it drives me crazy can they, what about like are there adjectives that don't <coughs> An- ancient grains that's a that's different that's a, <laughs> that's a food if, if they can, can they give an adjective to show excitement toward it no Really? No. What if they only did it to one? Then would you have judgment toward the other ones? If they were like, hey, we got we got rice, we got carrots, we got chicken, and we got absolute dang yeah. grilled <laughs> cheese on the side, son, you gotta get this. Does that alter it for you? Or you're like, what's with the chicken then? Yeah. No, <laughs> you can't do it. Don't put no. descriptions. No adjectives on the menu. Just nouns. Can you what, can you like, put something on? Can you put something in the dish that's not on the menu? No, you can't sneak in blue cheese. No, no, for what? allergy reasons and all kinds of issues. I don't get all legality on me over here. So, what's your take? I think it's the, the hierarchy is that in the beginning of the list, it's whatever's most important to the meal, and at the end is whatever's most important to the flavor. In the middle of the things that aren't that important. But who decides it? The chef? Or yeah. The customer? The chef? Whoever writes? I don't know who writes the menu. The chef, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, the chef may be like, it's the black truffles that make this dish. And as the customer, you're like, it's the giant slab of fish that makes this <laughs> dish. Who decides that? The ju- I mean, the, uh, the chef is the judge of that. You know what I think is disgusting? Now that we're on restaurant stuff... Is the guy that comes around with the giant tray and a and a big th- wheel of cheese when they do the pasta wheel? It's disgusting. Why? Because everyone's pasta goes in the same wheel. Pasta, everyone's pasta is in the same wheel. Like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> giant wheel of cheese? Who invented this? The state of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's kind of cool, and it's so good. Oh, it's like, I mean, I might as well just... Is that a thing that won't survive COVID? A communal, I don't think a that will survive... Cheese? I don't think that will survive the restroom. <laughs> the communal cheese wheel? It's disgusting. <laughs> Give me my own slice. I'll melt it myself. Uh-huh. Give me a lighter. Okay, topic number three for Adam. Okay, you don't have to screw it. Can you fart in public? And at what point do you break the fart barrier in a relationship? <laughs> Um, two very different questions. <laughs> Can the fart in public be the first time you you break the fart barrier with, in a relationship? The fart barrier is a term that I heard. I think you got this from me, right? Yeah. 
I heard that when I was in high school and it just stuck with me. I was on this um, volunteer trip in Costa Rica and the counselor said it. He was like this guy. He was probably like 20, but at that time he seemed like so old and like wise to us all, you know? Right, right. And he's talking about breaking the uh, fart barrier with his girlfriend. I just never forgot that term. So what do you think? Uh, we, we Do you fart in public? No, absolutely not. Are you lying? Unless you're like, a very alone. Very isolation? Yeah. Okay. You're in a department store. How far is the nearest person? 20 paces. <laughs> yeah probably you let it fly yeah 20 paces does it does it matter if like you were intending on like sticking around <laughs> you know like if you were like all right i'm actually going over there yeah then you gotta get on and i'm and i'm over move, here yeah. looking at the shoes like yeah. it's just the fart expedite your move at work one time i was waiting for the elevator to go up to our office and um oh, no this guy gets a coworker gets out. He's like in his forties or fifties, but we were like close. Like we would always talk when we bumped into each other. And right. he comes out the elevator. I was like, "Oh, hey!" And he like didn't want to talk to me. It was like kind of rude. And I was like, "I wonder what that was about." And I came out the elevator alone. And I get in the elevator, and it smelled terrible. You can't. Do, that, that, there's a zero. I have a zero policy on the elevator fart. And I get back to my desk, and he had texted me, "How did you enjoy that elevator ride?" So he was he was admitting to it. Yeah, I think you gotta just. I mean, I I honestly think that the elevator. Fart is it's a non non when you're alone. No, no, ever. Obviously, there's other people, but it's no, too risky no. when you're alone. Too risky. Yeah. Too way too risky. Mm-hmm. The fear. Oh my god, I've done it before, <laughs> and then like you're just please, 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 ding, no, no, <laughs> and it's like on the third story, like oh god, and it's always somebody that you don't want to walk in walks in. It's never like right, right, <laughs> perfect timing, right. So what do you think? You fart in public? You, you try your best not to, obviously, at all times. No, I know people who do not. In public? Yeah. Don't come around me. Right? Yeah, I don't like that. Why well, bring it up? There's this guy, we, you and I were hanging out with one night, and we were walking around Venice. And we go to this shop, one of the shops. And this guy just farts right in the place. <laughs> that you I, knew? It was with you. I didn't catch it then. Yeah. And I was like, how do you know that wasn't me? Well, I heard it. <laughs> and he gave me that grin, you know? Maybe it was you with, like, the same grin. And I was like, and he didn't, and he just kept shopping as if nothing happened. How many, now, how many paces, since that's the unit of measurement you've chosen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like paces give breeze. It was a perfect unit, yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about. Right, it's like, here they come, here right. they come, right. 10. I I was shocked. I was shy, just unfazed. He owned it. I can't do that. So I what, don't fart. I, yeah, try I do. It, the, yeah, unless I'm I'm home. Yeah, but if I'm home, what, what about with the guys? You hang out with the guys. No, the same guy that happened to be farting in these stores mm-hmm. also just farts in my car, and then then they hit the window down <laughs> right before you get a chance to smell it. You ever do that move? Right. It's it's like a warning. It's 42 degrees right. out. Why do you have the windows down? Right. Just wait. <laughs> right. You'll want it. Right. It's honestly the most polite way to tell someone you farted in their car. Right. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> what about the barrier in the relationship? As long as possible and as little as possible during the relationship. At some point, you can't anymore. 
What do you mean at some point? You did it for X amount of time. You could do it forever. Yeah, but then it's not theory. like then afterwards, I'm just going to start farting all the time. Oh, you're saying like if, if, if by accident one squeaks out? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, but... Do you call it a fart? Yeah, what else would you call it? In a relationship? It doesn't change if you're in a relationship or not. It's still it. How? <laughs> because I don't hang out with you and say I tooted. But if I'm in a relationship, you bet I'm using a cute term like that. <laughs> it's a toot. Oh, it's not a toot. Uh, no, I disagree with that. You disagree? Yeah. I don't do the relationship farts. As soon as you break up, you're like, I stopped tooting. I stop. <laughs> uh, I think that in the only time that you're, it's allowed to happen is like that one night that you eat that bad food. Yeah, it will happen. And then you're like, you got the stomach problems right. and you're like, oh God. Right. But that, that doesn't change the dynamic the following day, in my opinion. No, no. Mm-mm. I don't think the fart barrier can ever really be broken. I don't I think could it go back and talk to that counselor now. Yeah, it should be respected for as long as possible. At all right. Times. Well, I, my, I, do you, is your fear that like if you break the fart barrier, then she's gonna break the fart barrier? <laughs> right? Is the barrier only a one-way thing? Is it a male way? Not to get you know too into that, but like. No, I don't think it matters the gender. You don't. Mm-mm. Interesting. It should think- be respected by all. By both parties? Yeah. My take is you don't you don't fart in public and you don't break the fart barrier. And that concludes it. Alright, well that's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That.